are health foods healthy? Well, right out of the park, let me just say all food can be healthy in moderation or it can be negative, depending on what the food is and yada, yada, yada. But when I'm talking about health foods, I'm specifically talking about foods that have been flagged with those buzzwords, those big flashy words that you see on the front packaging of a lot of different foods right now. And those are there to motivate you to buy them. So the question should have been more like, are buzzwords healthy? But if you ask that, it's going to end up in that whole social economic standing. And that's not really where my focus is. Um, definitely would love to listen to that podcast if y'all have recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So buzzwords, let's talk about them and why they're there. Buzzwords, as I said, are going to be those big words on the front end of the packaging. Maybe not big on all of them, but they are there, they are present, and they are meant to catch your eye. And the goal with buzzwords is a couple of different things, actually, especially depending... The goal of buzzwords is a couple of different things. You have the goal of the company who is selling you this product. You, as the consumer, have your own goals. And then you're going to end up seeing that governmental bodies have a stake in this right now, at least in some parts of the world. So what are those goals? Well, the company's goal is very simple. They want you to buy their product. That's it. I have nothing else. They would like you to buy their product. And a secondary goal that I don't know if this is a goal but is definitely going to come up is that they want you to pay more for their product. As the consumer, your goal is going to be a little bit different. A lot of people are using those buzzwords to shop because they are trying to improve their diet, but they don't necessarily have a frame of reference when they are looking at more traditional nutrition information. So that's going to be your nutritional info panel on the back or the side of your food versus those quick one-word, two-word phrases that are on the front end of the packaging. So that is a goal in and of itself, not to have to read the nutritional info panel. And the other big goal that you see with people who are looking at these buzzwords or searching by these buzzwords is they're trying to remain compliant with a specific diet. As I've mentioned before on this show, um, a diet is any sort of restriction or way you select food for yourself. That means your diet could be with the goal of losing weight. It could be with the goal of improving brain function, longevity, uh, managing diabetes, managing another chronic health condition. It could just be how you eat generally. Even if you don't have specific rules in place for yourself, there are just things that you tend to do over time because they're habit and routine. Now, when we talk about governmental bodies, this is going to be different depending on where you're located, but what a lot of governments are hoping to do with those front label packaging, with the front of label packaging, is influence people to make healthier choices. They want people to be buying things that are labeled as healthier. And if it is labeled on the front versus the back or the side or written in incomprehensible jargon, more people are more likely to comply with that goal. So first up, let's see, are we hitting those goals? Um, according to a very lovely study that was completed in 2020 and published in 2020, 
As far as companies are concerned, they're doing great because people are buying them. People are buying them at 500% the cost. Okay, a little bit more context because I can't just throw out percentages. There is a factor of five increase as far as price between a regular food versus something that is labeled as a health food with all of those buzzwords on the front of it, according to this particular study. The study I'm referring to is the prevalence of product claims and market buzzwords found on health food snack products. The study I'm referring to is the prevalence of product claims and marketing buzzwords found on health food snack products does not relate to nutrient profile. Ooh, that, that's going to tie directly into the consumer goals here in a minute. But right now we're looking at companies' goals, and companies' goals is, are you buying their stuff? The answer is yes. Lots of people are buying their stuff. And are you paying more for it? Are you willing to pay more for it? So, yes. So, basically, what they saw going up um, powers of 10 you get five powers of 10 more on the cost of some of these health foods. They're not actually healthier according to this particular study, or they're not inherently healthier. They are definitely costing you more. A couple of other studies have found something similar where they would look at health grocery stores versus regular grocery stores. So that would be like, I'm going to compare a fresh time, whole foods, Trader Joe's, organic niche local grocery store to whatever version of Kroger is in your area or Publix or whatever. I do not know all of the major grocery chains in the world because there are so many of them. But yes, they people have found that people are willing to pay more if they think the food is healthier. Which brings us to the next point. Is it actually healthier because that, that's the goal of the consumer most often is they want to be healthier well unfortunately not necessarily so one of the big issues with this is that you can put buzzwords on things and those buzzwords don't have to mean anything important for example you can put um high protein on anything that's fortified with protein. It didn't have protein to begin with, but it has protein now, and that therefore it is a higher protein than originally would have been there. The big thing with these health food claims is that there's not a regulatory body for a lot of them. And where there are regulatory bodies, their regulations are often optional. Um, a big example of this that came up over the course of three different studies that I looked at was Australia's Health Star rating system. And you can opt in or out of that. And another study actually looks at do, how do companies skew their system to work for them. That particular study looks at energy density in foods. Their posture. The premise of that particular study is that um, high energy dense foods are linked to childhood obesity and poor diet quality. 
Whether or not that's true, I, I don't have data. They say it does. They have some evidence that it does. I could not actually read that particular evidence bit, which is why I'm not blindly agreeing with them. Um, but that makes sense because basically what that means is food with higher calories is linked to childhood obesity. Logically, it makes sense anyways. Um, and how those kinds of foods are A, marketed towards children, and B, how they skew the system so that that negative on this health star rating system doesn't actually detract from everything else. So companies are looking at these systems and going, we can play your game, we're still gonna get your healthy food rating and people are going to buy our stuff more because of it. So again, company goal, they're doing great. They're selling product. They're selling product for more. Uh, the consumer goal, are you getting actually healthier food products? Um, well, no. Like I said, the energy density study is just one, and that's particularly dealing with children. Another study, the food labeling of Italy product, takes a specific look at Italian pasta, which is associated with all kinds of health benefits. This person's very invested in this. And I'm. But one of the things that they found was that pastas that are labeled as gluten free are going to be higher in fat and carbs while lower in sugar, fiber, and protein. And those sugar, fiber, and protein are typically what you're getting from traditional pasta. You're getting the simple carbs, your simple sugars, that are easily bioavailable energy. They act as pre as probiotics and are a good source of fiber to get you food moving through your system. And according to their study, is associated with low BMI. But the gluten-free pasta doesn't have any of those benefits. It's just gluten-free. The other thing is that certain gluten-free pastas are higher in calorie density, meaning that you're getting more calories. You're not getting as many of the benefits but people are buying it because it has that lovely label of gluten-free. Now, quick caveat here, gonna detour because this is something I wanna clarify. Phrases like gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan, halal, kosher are not inherently buzzwords. Those are inherently important key phrases that are tied to specific diets. Those diets are religious in some cases, those diets are simply value-based in other cases, uh, or they are related to actual health concerns. Someone who is allergic to milk, someone who is lactose intolerant, there is a difference, we don't need to talk about it. Someone who has uh, celiac disease is very invested in those terms, but they are buzzwords when someone who does not share those beliefs or restriction, restrictions buys those food with the intention of improving their health when there is no evidence that it would do that or just to seem like they're with the in crowd I don't know I don't understand people very well that is where they are buzzwords. It is important to remember that they are buzzwords in that context and not in other contexts. Though they could arguably be buzzwords, but they're not being used that way. 
So remember, this is all context specific, and it's actually going to pull us into our next consumer goal, which is that are buzzwords helpful in keeping people compliant with their chosen diet? The answer is not necessarily. So what a couple of studies found, a 2011 and a 2008 corroborated by another study that was done in 2021, came back and said that people who have dietary restrictions like that, who are vegan, who are fighting some sort of illness, who have religious restrictions, are going to be the people who are most likely to be reading the nutritional information panel. They're getting their information from that panel versus the words on the front of the package because they are looking for the specifics. Now, the other thing with that is that sometimes those buzzwords are not correct. They are there because the company is choosing to use them. Now, occasionally you'll run into something that says dairy-free, and if you look at it, it says dairy-free, but when you read the nutritional panel information, you're going to come across something that talks about a lactic acid extract and if you read the fine print, they pulled that out of milk. Most of the time, that's not a big deal, unless you are lactose intolerant and need to be avoiding lactic acid anyways. Or actually you need to be avoiding lactose, but there's a variety of reasons for why that would be a concern, especially if you are highly sensitive to dairy of any kind. Similarly, you're going to find that with some vegan foods. They're going to claim that it's vegan or that it's vegetarian or vegan friendly, but actually they have a product in their product. So they bought this from someone else. It's an ingredient. And that ingredient was derived from animal products. That's not a problem if you're vegetarian. That is a problem if you're vegan and trying to eliminate everything that comes into contact with animals. So you're not necessarily getting those dietary compliance things when you're just looking at the front buzzwords, especially because a lot of other buzzwords have some sort of fuzzy definition going on for them. Those are going to be things like your paleo, keto, raw, things that have diets behind them, but diets that are a little bit less defined for people. A lot of people do have a specific thing in mind when they're talking about keto, but to general person, they don't necessarily have that in their head when they're looking for things. Now, most companies, they're trying to be honest. They don't want a lawsuit, but your best bet is to still be reading that in nutrition information panel, which actually brings us to a side goal of why people wanted buzzwords in the first place, which was to avoid reading that panel. People don't want to read that panel because they a, don't care about all the ingredients or understand what they are. A lot of ingredients nowadays are these bizarre abbreviations. There's a new one that came up on a food that I personally eat that I now have to go dig through 12 pages of whatever scientific research is out there to find out whether or not I can consume it with my own dietary restrictions because I have them. If he See, I fall into that category of person who reads that because they have some sort of dietary restriction going on. With all this in mind, though, are these buzzwords actually contributing to a health benefit? And the idea 
that people are going out and are picking foods to buy based on buzzwords isn't inherently healthy, but the fact that people are trying to be healthy is good. That is indicative of a very important thing, and that's where those governmental bodies are coming in with their goal of using buzzwords to improve the health and the lives of their citizens. Now, Australia is one we've talked about earlier in this episode with their healthy star rating system. Other things that are less direct than that would be things like the Italian government's laws regarding what is pasta. Where um, olive oil comes from is a big EU regulation. The United States is very forward on making sure that allergens are labeled or they claim to be, they're very forward on how allergens are labeled because those are all ways to improve people's lives. However, those disclaimers are not necessarily the same as having something that says, hey, this food is healthy, this food is not, because like we said, it's always gonna be more complicated than that. The other big thing with allergen disclaimers is that it says they may contain, meaning that they were manufactured in the same place as other things. That is a huge difficulty to people with allergies because you don't know how much contact things came into, but it does enable you to make the choice to ultimately go, no, I'm not taking this risk. That actually brings us to the last thing that is not a goal, but is something I wanted to note. A lot of other buzzwords on food have nothing to do with any perceived health benefit but are very much in line with the value systems. People want sustainable food, according to one source. Another source talked about how people are more willing to pay for organic food. That may have health benefit argument going for it. Another argument for it is purely taste. The other big one, as far as sustainable goes, is that a lot of people want local food. I personally don't fully understand that one because if I want a banana, I do not want it to be grown locally because I live in the middle of the Midwest in the United States. There should be no bananas grown locally. But, whatever. Those are things to take into consideration because they may have health benefits or negatives further down the line. One company did point out that this is something to look more into. Those are definitely up and coming buzzwords for food, but their health impact is a little bit more complicated. And unfortunately, I couldn't get a whole lot of data on that. Um, organic is going to be an episode for another time because there's so much research out there that we could go one way or the other. But Things like locally grown food, sustainably grown food, wild caught food, those are other really popular buzzwords as far as the companies are concerned, and they are also something that your government may be invested in, especially if your government is trying to keep trade local. So that's going to be those local ones, or potentially, you know, wild caught, depending on if you have a major fishing industry thing going on. Uh, one study noted that countries that had a stake in the fishing industry were pushing uh, environmental certifications on fish 
because they want people to A, think those are better, and B, buy their fish. That makes perfect sense from an economic standpoint, not necessarily from a health standpoint, although a healthy economy is supposed to be good for everybody. I mean, I hope it's good for everybody and not just good for the uber-rich, but I wouldn't know either way. <laughs> I never seem to be around when we have a good, in air quotes, economy. And that is not my field of research. So let's move into that big wrap-up. Are health foods healthy was the question that started us off, and it led into the question of how do buzzwords impact the actual health of our food? What were our goals? Our goals were companies want to use buzzwords to sell products. Are they doing that? Yes. Yes, they are. Two, as the consumer, will these buzzwords enable you to eat healthier? Not necessarily. In some cases, yes. Companies do try for transparency, but a lot of buzzwords do not have the health impact that we think they do or are taught that they do. If you don't have dietary restrictions, you don't need to be eating food meant for somebody with, with those restrictions. You're not going to suddenly get better, but who knows, maybe you actually do have some sort of issue and if you're trying something out to see if it's going to improve your health, unfortunately, an individual always must do their own case study research. Are these buzzwords going to help you remain compliant with your chosen diet? Again, maybe you're better off reading that nutritional information panel and most of you already are, so keep it up, and if you're not, start doing it. You never know what might accidentally sneak through. The goal of not reading the nutritional information panel, yeah, unfortunately the buzzwords on the front aren't going to make up for the information, but that does mean you're going to have to do a lot more homework ahead of time if you want to determine whether or not your food is actually healthy versus somebody's saying it's healthy. And then the goal of governments, we want to use buzzwords to improve the health and well-being of our citizens. Uh, they're not currently. Um, your rating systems are not doing enough. They are a step in the right direction and we applaud every government who is doing that. Um, we encourage and we need governments to keep enforcing those very strict, your food contains allergens, you must disclose that policy to people. And we'd like it to be a little bit more informative than it currently is, but that's just me, because I don't want to have to Google things before I figure out if I can buy a new bag of chips. But yeah, guys, so are health foods healthy? Food can be healthy. Food cannot be healthy. Quantity and quality are definitely at play here, and just calling something a health food is, is not going to do it for you. I'm sorry. Best of luck to everyone who's got to go grocery shopping tomorrow now that I've torn apart how you may have done all your grocery shopping. Um, but hey, now you know. Have a good weekend and rock on.